0: Freemasonry is only one night a month. Hello and welcome back to the Masonic Roundtable, a weekly program where Masons from around the world get together to talk about Masonic news and opinions in a friendly and social manner. As a reminder, the thoughts and opinions expressed here are solely the opinions of the participants and do not represent any Grand Lodge statements or positions. Make sure you keep your conversations open for the public and on the level. To interact with us, we love seeing you every Thursday night. So send questions and comments to the live Facebook event page or to the YouTube page. Love seeing you in the chat. It's fun as always. Uh, Or catch it later on your favorite podcast app. So let's see. You know me. My name is John Ruark. I'm a past master of the Patriot Lodge, number 1957 in Fairfax, Virginia. Next up for his introduction,
1: Jason Richards. Hi, Jason. Hi, John. How's it going? Great great it's going great here too excellent i am past master of acacia lodge number 16 in clifton virginia and member of the colonial lodge number 1821 also member of lafayette lodge number 79 in ohio glad to be here woo
0: that was a woo for joe all right next up robert johnson
2: good evening robert Hey, good evening, everybody. Robert Johnson, Past Master, Waukegan Lodge, number 78, uh, where I did not get an uh, invitation to the Past Masters dinner for the last couple of years, but it's OK. Um, I'm also- <laughs> You're not keeping track. This it was kind of a joke on tonight's topic. But anyway, Space Noblem <laughs> Lodge, 1183, the premier education lodge in the state of Illinois, uh, where I am the current sitting secretary and also the host of the Whence Came You podcast. Thanks, good to be here. I'm not bitter, you're bitter. That's right. (laughs) I am salty as heck.
0: (laughs) And last but not least, special guest, TMR host Emeritus, Brother Juan Sabuola. How you doing, brother?
3: Que pasa, my brothers? Good evening, everybody. Juan Sabuola here from sunny Kissimmee, Florida, Orange Blossom Lodge number 80 it is a pleasure to see you all i am the host of the winding stairs freemasonry podcast good to see you brothers
0: yay so man it's uh brings back all the warm fuzzy feelings when you talk about <laughs> being from warm sunny Kissimmee, florida that's uh that's great to have you back even uh it's good to be here a cameo spot tonight so as always want to give a special shout out to the uh, patrons who support the show you guys are awesome and so if you want to help contribute to this Masonic education, head over to patreon.com slash the Masonic Roundtable and chip in a few bucks and, uh, keep the show going for many years to come. So we are here with brother Juan Sepulveda, kicking off, um, actually TMR alumni month. So we have got a whole slew of hosts lined up for you. And we thought we'd lead with our strong foot and start with uh, brother Juan. <laughs> and uh, That's so, kind. yeah, yeah, it's uh, well-deserved, it's good seeing you back, and um, you know, it was a topic that really is near and dear to all of our hearts, uh, at least in some capacity, and certainly something that, um, Brother Juan, you've talked about uh, on your various you know, social media platforms lately. And so, what is tonight's show topic?
3: So tonight we're going to be talking about Masonic Burnout. Uh, And if you've listened to the episode of The Winding Stairs about Masonic Burnout, don't worry, this is not going to be a rehash. We're going to elaborate on some of the different characteristics of uh, brothers' uh, types or archetypes that I discuss on the the show. And I want to give some background as to some of my very personal experiences with Masonic Burnout. Some of the experiences I've had with close brothers who have, unfortunately, some of them have gone through Masonic burnout and recovered mightily. Others, unfortunately, have gone through it and have remained at a, at a distance. So hopefully the content that we talk about tonight, you find it useful. And if you've ever been a, a person that feels that you've been a little bit burnt out Masonically, hopefully you get something out of today and can recover.
0: Oh, thank you for, for bringing that up, because, uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of, like, dirty laundry being aired on, on tonight's show, because we've oh, all yeah. experienced it in some way, shape, or form. When you, Look, when you're a Mason for many, many years, there's going to be ebbs and flows about your interest, your passion, your interactions with other brothers, and it's just not all going to be sunshine and rainbows, no matter what organization you're in, <laughs> more especially this it's of the, ours.
1: <laughs> it's the tides of membership.
0: <laughs> it ebbs and flows, mm. it sure does. <laughs> Sometimes... <laughs> Even twice a day. Uh, so um, why don't you start us off, Juan? Then, because uh, you know, if we wanted to get right to it and open up, you know, your personal uh, sense of, of burnout, like what the, what's that been like? You know, and and how have you
3: experienced that? Well, one of the things that I that I brought up very subtly in in the podcast and through some of the social media posts that I made was the fact that I have personally gone through Masonic burnout. And I have, if you know me from here or from the other places you see me around, you know I'm very passionate. You know I'm very, uh, I'm now, all in with the, everything that I do. The passion, now, listen to me, the passion, barely. the passion I bring, the passion I bring to Mason. Listen, to me you look in my eye. <laughs> Don't make me pull the smolder. No, I will uh, say
0: that's consistent with probably
3: most it's of us. Be
1: spicy. <laughs> that's
0: gonna be because... spicy. <laughs> nice. Um, that's one thing I do admire about you, Juan, uh, is that when you commit to something, you're all in. Right? You're not halfway mm-hmm. in. When you say you're going to do something, you do it. You're a man of integrity, and that that comes at a cost. An opportunity cost yes. that you could be doing something other you know, other things, but you chose to choose that that part of your time. So, that yeah. is a contributing factor, I'm sure. I mean, at least I'm
3: speaking from my experience. Yeah, and and I've I, I'm one not to I, I try to derive the my drive comes from within. So I try not to put too much value in what other people are saying, whether the people are uh, commenting, thinking, or, um, or or alluding to. So I'm i'm a man of 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 a mission so i there's something that i want if i know that everything points to the fact that it's going to be beneficial to the people that i have access to to like my audience or my family or myself then i'm committed to to go ahead and do it and like you said it does take a toll it's it's a lot of energy it's pedal to the metal like i don't like to just plan and rehash the plan and make and have a meeting for the potential plan that we may have. It's like, let's just get this thing done, right? So, uh, and with masonry, there are a lot of opportunities to, um, to, to, to feel the pushback to that sort of dynamic.
0: Yeah, it reminds me, one of my first jobs out of, out of college, the uh, corporate job, you know, cubicles and all that in suits. And uh, they had, no, no kidding, every Monday, they had a pre-planning meeting a planning meeting, and then a post-planning meeting. Oh nice. Yes, it was <laughs> as to be fair bad as you could possibly
1: imagine. To be fair, you were a systems engineer, and most <laughs> yes. systems engineers only record work done as time spent in meetings.
0: Planned for the plan. Yes, it was. Yeah, so. the literal worst.
3: <laughs> yes. If you're running your officer meetings that way, stop. Yes. Yeah. Just. Come with a come with a the pre-plan already sketched out and just get some approvals get it out uh so so with in in the episode that I created in the Winding stairs about Masonic burnout I identify a few archetypes and some of them are reflected in me others are reflected into real close brothers that i've that I've seen so I do want to touch on some and then we'll Well, you know, let me know. Oh, this sounds familiar. It's happened to me. Or yes, I do know someone. And and ideally, after we talk about one of those, we you know give our our two cents, but also try to provide a a preventative measure. What is it that can we do to avoid that burnout if we belong to any of those um, any of those archetypes? Love it. The first one is the sprinter. And I describe this as the young or young at heart brother that joins Masonry and it's on your mark, go get it, right? And they're all the way running full throttle. They want to go. As fast as possible through the fellow craft degree. They want to go through the master mason degree. Someone lures him with a petition and he wants to do that too. And he wants to continue to climb and he joins the officer line. And you see the love and the excitement for masonry. But for those of us who've been in masonry for a few years, we know this to be a signal of okay, this is the cue for you to interject inter- 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 say, uh, brother, let me talk to you for a second. Um, Unless you are terminally ill and you know that your time is precisely limited to a certain amount of uh prognosis, then there's no reason you have right. time ahead of yourself, so pace yourself. does this sound familiar to any of you, brothers? You've got at least eighteen years left of Freemasonry so <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> hashtag twenty forty
1: if you're talking to him today, yeah no that honestly like that was that was me like i was so excited so thrilled just running through my catechism to get to the next degree and then um, jumped right into royal arch and someone the past master when i turned in my petition to royal arch looked at me, he actually yelled at me in front of most of the brethren at the Royal Arch chapter, he said, Jason, you are going to burn the F out if you don't Mm. stop. And uh, perhaps not the most brotherly way to convey wise counsel, um, but it did help me take a step back and kind of reevaluate my Masonic
3: priorities. In, in The other, um, you said you're going to burn out, but it also uh, brings to mind the burning the candle at both ends. It what's It's not capricious for us to say, hey, pace yourself, take some time. We mean it. You know, masonry is a privilege for you to be found worthy, well-qualified, and for you to find a lodge that you're involved, that you're embraced, and for you to be given access to the beautiful lessons of masonry. It's a privilege, and many of the experiences we have in masonry, they're a one-off. Yeah. It's just going to be a single time that you would go through that experience.
0: Yeah, the metaphor I'm thinking of right now as we're talking here is like a buffet, right? where you go and there's all the degrees of masonry out in this huge buffet. And you're like, you're, you haven't eaten since like maybe a slow light breakfast and you're, you've just, you're salivating at all that masonry has to offer. <clears throat> and so the thing is you start filling up and you start loading up that plate. And next thing, you know, you're like, you're getting a tummy ache. You're like, this is not, this is not settling good. I didn't get to that other thing I wanted to get to because I rushed myself, I I engorged in, in Freemasonry. So you gorged, I gorged, not engorged. Thank Cause that would be, I, that would, that. I would make me engorged.
1: I mean, you gorged <laughs> on your pancake breakfast to the point where you or were, I engorged. had
0: become engorged. Yes. Yes. And so you can do that with, with Freemasonry mm-hmm. as well. Right. Where you try to chase so much and the, the pacing, you know, slow and steady wins the race right
3: so the same is true Mm -hmm. for your journey through freemasonry and giving yourself that opportunity to really enjoy the view yeah you can rush to go somewhere and get there efficiently and check you checked it but is that the goal is it the goal for you to just check all these things off if that's it well maybe that's your approach just you know sprint but if you really want to derive the the benefits that come with all these experiences, primarily the lessons that you can employ in your own life, well get said. to see life from a different point of view. So enjoying it. So, what um, in, in order to to avoid that, I I think of one thing, and and I like I like to hear your opinion when it comes to. Let's say you see that young man that is just, he's ready to, to go and do everything. Of course, we know we want them to pace themselves, but how would you approach them? What would be a sensible way that you can uh, get to them and let them know, hey, here's what I know has happened to some people, or here's what I could foresee happening to you unless you take X or Y steps. How would you approach that?
0: Robert, how would you start?
1: By cursing at the brother in front of everyone at dinner. That's a great <laughs> no, way to start.
2: That's that's what happened to you. With that comment, Jason, that made me like sail off into another into another place. But Juan, can you state the question one more time?
3: Yeah. That, how would you approach if you know that young brother is really just going going, too fast? How do you approach them without necessarily discouraging them from progressing or perhaps taking the wind completely off of their sails? Yeah, yeah. Are they
2: going too fast, though? Well, so I think a lot of guys are getting pushed. Like, they want to experience it because it's like something that they've been missing. You know, it's a kid in the candy store kind of mentality where you're, you're truly excited about these things. But in the same sense, there, there is a bit of, um, so Gen X slash millennial here with me, but like, even I have kind of a weird sense of entitlement growing up that I've grown out of as um, I grew in my career um, and worked for things that were difficult, like saving up to put down a down payment on a house. These things take time and the success, you know, comes over time. And uh, like if you if you move steadily along in your successes, you have stability as well. Something that isn't always there for you if you progress too fast. And so when I think about brothers who are just really going, you know, gung-ho on everything, and they're pushing it too far and too fast. The only kind of thing that I can think to to share with them is that, like, look around the room, and what you'll see are these guys that I think all of us have this kind of I don't want to say like old timer, but like a seasoned vet in the lodge that nobody will speak ill of because he's been there, done that. And he's amazing. And he didn't get there by doing what we're doing because the things that we're doing and pushing through and building websites and going to online, they just didn't exist. So if you want to become the seasoned brother you know, like the cast iron skillet of Masons, <laughs> you got to get seasoned over time. And <laughs> nice. it, and it, and it takes, it really does take time to do like, yes, you can gather all these things and maybe there's a personality type that can handle a lot of failure at once and not get discouraged. But for most folks, I think,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know, um, failures at regular kind of intervals throughout life are wonderful because they're teachable moments, but too many, too fast can, can hurt. Right. And not to say these guys are going to have the, you know, these failures, but I mean, ultimately the chance exists. Yeah.
0: Yeah, First thing that comes to mind there being a data-driven guy. So I'm one of those weird people that like, likes to see what, is like a statistical average that like, you know, if you don't smoke, then you'll likely live 10 years longer than someone who does, right? I'm mean, just by pure data. And the thing that came to mind when when you asked that question, Juan, was um, the survey that I did um, in 2016 holy smokes, it's been a long time from now, where I asked the question, how long did you wait between um, you know, getting further light after your master Mason degree? And did you feel that that was an appropriate amount of time? Did you feel like it was too short, too long, or just right? <clears throat> Comparing those two uh, variables, the, the majority of people, it was over 75% of the people that said it was just right. That number was 12 months after receiving their master Mason degree. Right? So that's kind of the old adage of wait a year after you get raised to go join something else. Their this is self-reported satisfaction level is it was actually a good thing that they waited a year. So, I mean, that's again, the advice that I tell people right away, you'll you'll get a petition the day you're raised. <laughs> I guarantee it oh, yeah. to go join something, wait a year, soak it in, savor masonry. And then when you're ready, move on. But, but not until then, because again, that buffet is still going to be there.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. Just make
0: sure you, you take one bite at a time. Jason, anything there?
1: Yes, absolutely. So for that brother who is just barreling full steam ahead. um, I think it's good to take them aside and say, Hey, make sure that you take the time to master the foundations because everything, even in the appendant bodies, you know, builds on a lot of foundational concepts. Good. And if you've mastered the foundations and really studied the symbolism and the tenets of the blue lodge, especially, you know, degree by degree, then you will get so much more out of additional organizations, especially, you know, the capitular and, uh, um, degree system and uh, the cryptic as well um so you know rome wasn't built in a day start with some of the symbols from your degrees that really appeal to you and spend a little bit of time studying writing some papers giving some presentations and then as you're comfortable start to do more research on the other organizations exist that exist so you can be intentional about your masonic journey because if you just scattershot everybody who asks you to join you're going to go broke your spouse is going to leave you and you're going to burn out Hmm. so masonry occupies a part of our lives to the point where we must be intentional about what we do in order to be able to uphold our other obligations to our god our family and ourselves
3: which yeah all, all of which should take priority right yes now, yeah, that um i just put out a an episode and a lot of these episodes that i've been putting out on the winding stairs they stem from things that I'm observing in the craft, things that I'm observing either in my personal experience or in the experience of brothers that are very close to me. And the latest episode is about being a husband and a Mason, having that balance between family and in Lodge. And there have been some brothers that have commented, oh, I, I had to listen to this because I feel like I'm in a spot where I'm giving Masonry a lot. And my wife, it's taking a toll on on the family. And with Masonry, you know, mm. you make commitments to to join the officer line, for example. Well, it's not easy to hop off of it on a whim. You probably have to wait until election happens again. And if you express to the brothers, "Hey, listen, I can't continue in the line." Um, because it's taking a toll in my family. Well, that's that's challenging, right? Being able to right. uh, to go through that without, you know, come out the other end unscathed. Uh, but it's it's part of our our collective experience in masonry. We we try to keep balance, and when we reach out to these brothers that are sprinting through the degrees, uh, we're trying to help them. A listen, savor this, pace yourself, so that you're you don't become. Uh, another statistic in masonry Mm -hmm. which by the way uh i know you wanted to to hear some of the results of course this is not as a comprehensive um poll Uh, this is just a very informal very very simple poll we had uh we put a, a vote out in on youtube and we asked the questions have you ever experienced masonic burnout and the three options we gave them were yes i have experienced it in the past Yes, I am currently experiencing it, and no, I haven't experienced it. The no, I haven't experienced it at all is only 35%. Wow. So we're talking about 65% of brothers. Yeah, two-thirds. That's significant. And of those, 26% are going through it right now. So if if you if if this was exhaustive enough and you were able to say extrapolate this and say oh this this the results of this map into the into the membership in my lodge one of every four brothers is wow. currently feeling burnt out that sucks which which one of which one of you guys is it
2: <laughs> just on posture alone is this guy all of here? us yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I would i would be willing to bet in so, some respect yeah all of us feel it Touche, yeah.
1: Sure. Yeah, I remember, Juan, when you were talking about families, like, you know, my son was born a month into my year as master of my lodge. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Freemasonry can be another full-time job. It can be most certainly at the as minimal extent, be another, you know, 10, 15, 20 hour a week Job, yeah, and so you you see a big dichotomy with younger Masons who are getting to be family rearing age, stepping away entirely sometimes, some even admitting, yeah, just because they say I've got my family, I can't do anything with Masonry. Maybe I'll come back in twenty years. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah. I've seen that happen. I, I mean, I almost suspended a guy at my mother lodge uh, many years ago um, for not having paid his dues in like three or four years. Um, And I later found out that he was very active uh, with the shrine instead of the blue lodge, but it was because the shrine actually in its capacity where he was working with them, it, it was feasible with his kids that were growing up. And when I finally saw him again at Lodge, we were at Libertyville 492 for a degree. And I, and I was like, you know, I, I can't say his name, but you know, hey, man, wow, what you're, you're, you're hmm. back. And he said, I had to apologize, you know, I just couldn't do Blue Lodge and the Shrine. Shrine had something I could do with my schedule. But now my daughter, I just dropped her off on college uh, last Monday and it was a Friday day. It was a Friday night meeting and he goes, now I'm back. Wow. He was so excited, you know? And so he was like, so there was that, right? That's the family aspect. But I think one of the things that you kind of mentioned, Jason, like we talk about the one night a month or whatever with the burnout and the thing that just drives me nuts, uh, and maybe we'll get to this in a little bit, but it's, it's the idea of like the volunteer mentality. Um, and for me, when people go, it's a volunteer organization, man, I'm like, well, so is the military, but you don't skirt your duty. When you volunteer, volunteering is how you get the gig. It doesn't mean Mm -hmm. you get to just walk away or not do the thing. Mm -hmm. So like, for me, I hate that excuse. Um, Mm -hmm. but anyway. (laughs) <laughs> I digress. Yeah, and, and
3: but that's a, that's a great point. And in this case, it would be don't overcommit. If listen, if you if you're starting in masonry, or you even if you've been there for for a while, just put all your cards on the table. Don't just blindly say, "Oh yeah, let's do that too." Oh sure, of course, count on me, uh, because then something's got to give. And if you're still if you're making all these commitments and you're a man of your word and you're putting the word to make it all happen. Somewhere in, in your whole uh balance, something's something's going to, to suffer.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: All right, so what's archetype number two? So the next archetype is the joiner or the dues card collector. Huh. And it it a lot of these are related, of course, uh, but this is not the speed, is the the breath, is how how wide are we spreading and rj kind of touched on it that that brother he joined somewhere else and couldn't do things in the blue lodge think about it you considered get uh putting an end to his 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 membership in the lodge and because the lodge needs him here's a brother that is He's in the roster, he's committed to be involved in, in Lodge, and he's, he's just not around. Some brothers, they continue to join, and join, and join, and join. What happens is that you can't give the best of you to all of it, you just can't. Time is not going to allow it, your energy is not going to allow it, your attention. So what happens, yeah, you have all these dues cards, you have all these uh, emblems in the back of your car, but how many of those peoples? How many of those institutions get to see you, you know, and and really get a good uh, a good share of your energy, and your time, and attention? Anything worth doing is worth doing two percent of the time. Exactly, because <laughs> <laughs> you're
0: spread out among fifty organizations. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I believe it. I, I've seen that. I've lived that. Unmute, Jason. You're muted.
1: When you're an organization that focuses primarily on just getting enough people in the door so you can open and have a business meeting, two percent mm-hmm. works. <laughs> Not really, but yeah. Like the Speaking fact of about- the matter is, huge contribution to burnout is we have too many appendant bodies.
3: Ooh, can we put suggestions of which ones to shut down?
2: Shut them all down. Shut them all down.
3: Shut them down. (laughs) Andrew Hammer would agree.
2: Yes. Okay. Look it. Right. Like to that. To just to this. Think about how, in large part. Okay. Let's like take the UK out and the United States out. It's all Scottish right. It's all through the Scottish right. Like think about down south and some other some other places, like. Maybe you just go Scottish right, right? And they confer the three degrees and then the others. Like, you know, that doesn't go here, but, you know, it certainly solves mm-hmm. that problem. <laughs> there's only one path. Yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> yeah, that, that would definitely be interesting. Uh, but in, in that case, in order to avoid um, the, the problems that, that come with that spreading too thin, you know these brothers are going to get invited. Like, I have very, very close friends and brothers that, hey, that have asked me, hey, how come you're not in the blank? Uh, I can't be in the blank. Yeah, but you only have to go once or twice a month. And like, yeah, that's what all of them say. You only go twice a month. Yeah. And then what happens whenever there's the event? And There's, there's only the 30 day days, days in a month. So, <laughs> yeah. do the math. So, how do you say no? Because you don't want to, of course, be dismissive and and devalue the importance of you being invited and being considered to, to be a part of these things. Um, you know, I, I'll say that I'm guilty
0: of joining a lot of things, but that's just been through time, not through the sprint. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just the longer you become a Mason, eventually you may or may not get invited or, or have a desire to join an independent body. Now, I still pay dues in most, if not all of them. And so again, just where you put your focus, right? Where you put your energy, um, that's where you commit because again, l- you like myself are, are, you know, when I say I'm going to do something, I'm, I'm in it. I'm all in. So mm-hmm. what, what I have done personally is to remain a member in those various appendant bodies, however, hold way back off on attending meetings, um, not out of dislike for them of course i'd love to be there every night of the week but yeah. i have to decide where i'm going to put my limited energy because of work family and other commitments right so um that's gonna that's gonna ebb and flow and that's okay because you know i'm <clears throat> there's a new commandery that just started up in this area and so now i'm, I'm interested in getting more engaged in that, or where I went from zero meetings a year, so maybe I'll go to one, a couple more, right? Um,
1: but that's we okay. only meet four times a year. I think I could do that,
0: maybe. <laughs> so
1: that—that's where I told I, them no.
0: That's how I choose to to balance out that. Uh, I wouldn't say don't join these things you're interested in, but just realize right that point. you have to make a choice about where you're going to spend your energy. You do not have unlimited energy. So make a choice up front. Tell yourself, self, I'm only going to be active in this one body while I learn that one. And then maybe I'll switch next year. I'll be active in this other one. Oh, and by the way, don't volunteer to be an officer. Jason?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was was going to say it. I, I do second that as someone who spent his first meeting as a uh, master mason getting elected to the office of junior steward um with with my consent of course but that was you know i I turned down the office of junior deacon um, because of work and then once i you know got asked to come in as senior deacon like You know, I committed myself to like four or five good years of not one meeting a month, but two, three, sometimes four nights a week plus Mm -hmm.
0: weekends. And that's that's consistent with everything that the the brothers are saying on Facebook and YouTube as well right now. It's like once you become an officer of not just one but many bodies, yeah, your life is not yours anymore.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I think it and is w- what you guys started to talk about, you know, it was like, don't do this, don't do that. Um, but I, I think we we would be remiss if we didn't acknowledge like this idea of the power of yes, right? Oh, sure. Like saying yes is amazing. And just, and it also forces you to like move outside your comfort zone a lot of the time.
1: Just but be intentional doesn't. about it. Yes, Exactly
2: don't exactly. say yes because we said just say yes to everything and let the chips fall right because they're all going to fall bro <laughs> like, it doesn't work like, so say yes I said to yes. These amazing opportunities but yeah i, remember I said yes to amd
1: yeah know, why yeah you, you look. say
2: yes to go ahead robert no i was just going to say amd is a is is a great um, example And I think it can be a great example for either way, depending on like how often your AMD meets, you know, if you're quarterly, whatever, right? Like it's probably going to be okay, but also you still don't do it without the intent, right? Like, as you mentioned, how many times, and maybe you guys have not had this, but I have, and maybe some people listening have, you get a phone call. I don't recognize a number. You pick it up. Hey, it's Kirk down at the Royal Arch. Hey, what's up, man? Aren't you guys in a... Oh, you, you're in a stated meeting right now. Yeah, listen, we had elections. Are you cool? Can we put you in as third veilsman? <laughs> uh, bro, I have no intent on ever showing up there in the foreseeable future because you meet on a Tuesday, and most of the time, like, my wife works on Tuesday nights. So, they're mm-hmm. so, like, well, you never got to be here. Like, uh, okay well if it helps you out and you don't get in trouble for being audited by putting my name there then then go ahead bye <laughs> like <laughs> you know i mean uh that's that's disingenuous for everybody that sucks why would yeah. you set the bar so low you never got to
1: be here though that's how i became grandmaster yep. of the second mail <laughs> <laughs> i missed the meeting and- And they're like hey congratulations on your officer position don't worry about it check the trestle board you'll be fine oh my god how did i get this job
3: (laughs) that makes me so anxious just to think about that (laughs) but i i like that approach be be intentional about it and i like rj's point say yes like if it's an organization that you want to be a part of yeah pull the trigger you know and then adjust adapt to to being there but but be be intentional because the last thing you want to do is just be at the mercy of, of your whim on that moment. And one example that I give, let's say, for example, um, I'm, I'm a big advocate of preparing your mind before you go into a situation that is going to test you with whatever alternatives you have. So, for example, let's say you're a young, attractive uh, bachelor and you have a, a girlfriend your boys invited you to go to Vegas right and this girl that you're dating you wanna you really want to do you know make a life with her right Vegas as a young attractive man is a is a minefield right so you make a commitment and you make a decision it's like hey, listen is this the last hurrah for me or you're saying no I can't do her like that I'm gonna be faithful here here's my here's my game plan if anybody ask me for my insta i know what the answer is and you make that decision in the calm temperance of your of your solitude not while you were two drinks in and dancing and you saw someone who checks all the boxes for you right so clarification same thing happens here yes sir
1: is the proper response to that question do you charge by the hour (laughs) (laughs) oh god (laughs) There's a there, there's a due
0: structure for you right there. <laughs> Hourly dues. <laughs> you get enlightenment oh, 1 hour at a time. We accept PayPal. Yes. All right, what's what's the next archetype? Or check. <laughs> yeah. Or what? Cashier's checks. Or check. <laughs> Western oh Union. Hey, it's post dated. Just make sure not to cash it in just yet.
2: <laughs> I only take Walmart gift cards. <laughs>
3: nice (laughs) um so the the next archetype is the please move us um, along unbalanced juggler and and this one is the one that has is not just the things from lodge is the family it's the it's work it's time for yourself what good is it to you to commit to a hundred things and then there's nothing left for you you need to prioritize your own self so whether you like to uh, fly drones in the weekend or you want to, um, I don't know, if you're learning to so dance So you're saying outside. there's more to life than masonry? There has to be. You're on the I wrong podcast, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> so, So how do you balance all that stuff? And it's, again, by being intentional, by being able to see, okay, here are the things that I've committed to, and, of course, family and vocation, they take a priority. And yeah, use that 24 inch gauge.
0: Exactly. There's literally, oh yeah, there's literally only 24 hours in the day. So you've got to decide how you're going to fill that up. And that includes taking a break. That includes like self care, man. Like, and, and to extend that, like, it's not just. I need. I need to rest. I need to like have mental health, and that's again something we've talked about since COVID happened. Is like I just need time to unplug. I need time to be alone with my thoughts. I need time mm-hmm. to reflect,
2: and that is who thinks that sometimes thinks underrated, that? <laughs> right? <laughs> I okay. So can we like just take one step back here sure. and think about this idea that you have to somehow recognize a need for you, right? I think, and and of course, as medicine evolves and as psychology evolves, right, you're only going to discover more neuroses of people and the, the kinds of, uh, you know, mental illnesses we suffer from. And there has got to be a correlation with the abundance of things uh, that you can choose to do with your life that essentially give you this chemical payoff with dopamine or oxytocin or what have you Right. that is not as exciting as perhaps reading a book by yourself alone at home or like taking these necessary steps which is i think perhaps why we see so many individuals you know of the the uh of, of all age ranges today specifically um that fail to to take these self-care methods um, and just really fill it up. They just fill up the schedule. I mean,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and then the side note to this Juana, is a question for you. And and when you talked about this unbalanced juggler, um, I immediately thought like, I'm not even thinking about family, right? I'm thinking about the Mason. Who's like in every single darn thing. Mm-hmm. And does it all no offense to my wonderful, lovely Greek brothers. Uh, but it's like a Greek restaurant. They mm-hmm. got 150 things on the menu and they don't do one of them. Great. Right. Except mm-hmm. the flaming mm-hmm. cheese, mm-hmm. you know, and it's <laughs> like, show up, right. There. Right. Yeah, yeah. They show up. Right. And maybe they know what, what's going on and nothing has happened from meeting to meeting because they're so busy doing, you know, they're, they're the SIOTS nationally or, you know, MSA and they're involved in all these things. Plus local stuff. like, that to me is immediately where i went i was like i know so many of those guys mm-hmm. and they'd yeah, be awesome and if what happened and pick one
1: and what happens when you're part of an organization that rewards attendance it's a it's a self-licking ice cream cone that just ends up with those unbalanced jugglers becoming unbalanced jugglers trying to lead entire organizations
0: let's be clear you are explicitly talking about freemasonry right that it was not it's not theoretical you've seen it i've seen it that yes people get promoted uh get more positions get more colorful caps purely by the um the amount of meetings that they have put their butt in the in a seat Mm-hmm. not
1: by we want for district deputy, not by merit. Oh, Hey, this is not Jerry. a meritocracy
0: writ large. Hopefully it is. All right. We want the right people in there. And yet if there's a guy who's missed half the meetings this year, because he's had a sick kid or there's a guy who's okay, but he's been at every meeting, guess he's going to win. Mm-hmm. Guess
2: he's going to win the guy who wrote your brand every new time. awesome officer's manual. And maybe just couldn't be there all year. Right. It's the guy who like who was steward all year and and stuff, and he cooked. He boiled some hot dogs six times this year. He's a good bro. <laughs> he also posts some questionable stuff on Facebook, but you know, but he shows up
3: we'll and <laughs> let us slide. <laughs> yeah, we have seen a lot of that. Actually, that 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 brings a, a good point because I, I don't want us to miss that aspect of the whole burnout process, like. We are now on the opposite end, or in the in the slope, and hopefully there's an end to this whole pandemic. But now we're seasoning it with monkeypox and all kinds of stuff. But that was a period of two years at least, where the active membership of physical masonry was it was decimated. It really was like hardly anybody was doing physical stuff and i'm talking specifically about this country but at the same time that happened people flocked the internet to try to get some respite from the solitude and connect with other people but they they did so in such a vitriolic way in such a uh polarizing way that in addition to having that physical separation now we added a intellectual and emotional separation how many True. brothers did we have to either block or ignore or unfriend or whatever it is that you you do nowadays because of some of the unsavory things that they they posted online that was one of the biggest things that people responded to in the Winding stairs episode on masonic burnout some brothers were burnt out about the the lack of tact that some brothers have been showing in their virtual interactions. And it sucks because some of these brothers I've, in person, they wouldn't dare. <laughs> they wouldn't dare yeah. say something as uh, as negative or acidic as some of the things that they post online. Why is it okay to just go online and be a, one of those?
1: There are some brothers who don't care though. Um, I had a district, Deputy uh, use a hard ethnic slur in my lodge.
3: Mm. That's no good.
1: Like, you know, I had a sitting grand master at an official visit make a joke about transgender persons as part of his official remarks. Like, uh, uh, official remarks. Awesome.
2: Make sure it goes okay. in official the minutes.
3: Oh wow! Make That's the sure get one. Oh. That's
1: a good one. Like I'll probably get expelled one. from Freemasonry for saying that. But but I can't. Could you? Like, could you say repeat you
3: that
0: again? Just I don't care. I, I need to know how to spell that that phrase you just used.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All
3: right, we got we got a room for about one more archetype. If you got one, or one. Uh, yeah. So the other one is the disappointed Mason, and this is the one where. They encounter discrepancies between what they expected in masonry, what they actually encounter when they got involved. Disappointed brothers that expect a level of quality from the kind of men that they interact with. And then they are disappointed of of the, the, the Westgate not being guarded properly. So this is one and i guess i we got a little bit ahead of ourselves in this one cuz this uh, wouldn't enta- take this would include that brother that gets uh it's disappointed by the behavior of the brothers how is it possible that brothers are going to be like that i had a brother that he was uh he was super aggressive about whenever the whole pandemic was happening i was being very cautious i lost family members to to covid i In my family there's some uh, pre-existing conditions that put us in a at you know in a high-risk category so I was taking no chances it's like and I I don't I don't have to right so I made some decisions to distance myself I of course had uh, an opinion and I expressed myself uh, on on my various channels and there was this one brother who he was just like I swear to you hopping from social media platform to social media platform, trying to get under my skin. And it's like, listen, like, like we're not friends, you know? Okay. I, we've realized we're not going to agree on, on what's going on. And I've made a choice that you had no input in, nor do I need it. And that's my decision. So F off, you know, it's like, just go kick rocks. And, I had to, you know, be very upfront about it. Say, listen, just get out of get out of my get out of my way, because like we're not going to agree. It's like, how do we have brothers in the fraternity that think that that's okay? How is it possible that when we need brothers the most, they're going to show some of the ugliest aspects of of their nature? And, but, we we go back to that whole decline. What was, what's the, what's the deadline? 2040? 2040. 2040. That's it. Um, we have to make some, some decisions. There has to be some fat cut, but it's like, if we don't have a, a, a quorum from which to pick quality people, then we're left with whatever. Right. So there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of work to be done. So we don't want to see brothers burn out. We want to make sure that we avoid, uh, Whenever we see a brother that's heading into one of these archetypes, there are others, but when we see them going in a direction that is not gonna be good for them, and by consequence, it's not gonna be good to, for their lodge or any of the appendant bodies that they belong to, ideally, we step in and with, with a kind disposition say, hey, listen, I've noticed that you've done this. Like, personally, I've done that. And you know, at least one or two people that watch this or listen to this program, they're gonna know that I told them, say, listen, I admire your zeal, I admire your dedication, but you have to pace yourself or you have to be selective about the the bodies that you join. You have to make sure you're keeping a good balance at home and not sabotage your relationship by prioritizing the lodge and all the things that stem from it. So these are real conversations that happen. I don't wanna see nope. the the damage that comes from ignoring the consequences. So conversations like these are important. So brothers, if if you know of brothers that are going through this, find a way to slide that link to this episode so that they can see, hey, we're not alone. Uh, two-thirds of brothers have been going through Masonic burnout, mm-hmm. but there are solutions. There are steps we can take to make sure that what we contribute to the fraternity and our community is something that is sustainable. So, masonry needs it. Our communities need good men that are actively working on becoming better, and reaching burnout is uh, counterproductive in that in that regards.
0: Amen to that. Hey, um, Juan, it's yes, certainly been an absolute pleasure to have you back on the show.
3: Um, been an honor. And, Thank you and for you're having just, me. You're
0: just dropping knowledge bombs left and right. And um, we miss you. We miss you. We love you. Likewise. I'm You're awesome. away. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, And, you know, let's, let's take the opportunity. You've been busy. You've been hopping back on social, like what other projects have you been working on? And here's your chance to to plug those. So some of the guys can find you again.
3: Thank you. Thank you. Um, when, for those of you who don't know, who just caught this episode and were like, Oh yeah, that's right. That guy who used to be in that show. Uh, <laughs> when I, when I left the Masonic Table on episode 357, symbolically, um, it was to narrow my focus. I was, at that point, one of the uh, unbalanced jugglers. I had way too many things up in the air, and I wasn't giving my best to any of them. So part of the decision was for me to, you know, bid goodbye to the brothers that I had spent seven years developing a, a, a program that I'm super proud. I still uh, recommend it and I I, I want to see it continue and thrive. So when I just made that decision was to focus on my business, which is the Gentleman's Brotherhood. If you've never heard the any episodes of the Gentleman's Brotherhood or seen it on YouTube, I encourage you strongly to go check it out just on your favorite podcast player or YouTube, go to The Gentleman's Brotherhood. And in it, I'm focused on helping men in their progress to become modern men. What does it mean to be a man in today's society? There are a lot of uncertainties out there and a lot of, a lot of men grow up without a father figure or a, 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 a man that can guide them and say, hey, listen, today, this is acceptable this is okay for a man to do and to be considered a gentleman. So that's the the main thing. The other thing I'm doing is I've re uh, engaged in the winding stairs, which is a a Freemasonry podcast. I have episodes, one of which uh, deals with the Masonic burnout. The one that I put out uh, this week is about having that balance as a husband how do you make sure that your wife nice. is an ally in your masonic career so check out that episode and if you have any questions any comments i'd love to hear them make sure to reach me through either the windingstairs.com or the gentleman's brother awesome very very cool thank you for having me brothers thanks all right
0: robert final thoughts
2: I just think this was a very much needed conversation, as we've all kind of alluded to in, in some of what we've been talking about here. Um, I remember years ago, I was at work and I, I was tasked with uh, putting on one of these you know typical kind of OSHA team meeting things, and it was during a, a company buyout. And there was a lot of animosity and a lot of fear from people. Um, and I just remember I was like reading some self-help blog somewhere, and this guy made this kind of kind of neat analogy. and he showed two pictures, you know and it was like, are you the team? Like which one is your team? And one was like a bunch of scared people in a sinking boat. Uh, and then the other one was like a team of total, you know, awesome folks zombie hunting you know in a post apocalyptic world right mm. and it was like ooh two different teams here what's what's happening and one was just like fearful and crying and letting the boat sink and the other one was like this sucks but we got your back and you're a team and you're in it together and you're you're going to survive and you're going to make the best of it and i think part of this issue of burnout uh we talked a lot about these different archetypes and we touched on ways that we can kind of mitigate some of this burnout. And I think focusing on some of that mitigation is absolutely necessary for a lot of the brothers who are listening to these kinds of podcasts who are active in Freemasonry, you know, both in person and in the digital realm. Uh, because let's face it, we're like maybe the five, the 2%, um, of all masons and we're usually the ones who are doing all the things and so our team members are not necessarily because of the low percentage of active active masons in general our team members are not always the guy at the lodge our team members might be uh like for me anyway how i mean i'll just throw it out here you know at least once a month I crap all over masonry in a group (laughs) chat with, with my TMR bros. Mm -hmm. And at least once a month, all of them have something positive to say while both validating my feelings and then telling me to be quiet and, you know, put on my big boy boots and get back to work. And I think having that is really key. And so if you all watching this at home, wherever you are, and you think I don't have a team. Well, just know that everybody has validated your feelings. Yes, uh, I, I'm you're really super
0: it. glad you brought that up. Yeah, um, you know I, I call keep it on keeping on my Masonic time of the month, where <laughs> you get you get down, you have a bad day, and you're like, ugh, is this even worth it? But it's great uh, to have other guys a support system. Let's call for what it is that can help you uh, pull out of that. Jason, final thoughts.
1: Once I get my uh, mouse to move. Pause for effect. Yes, (laughs) pregnant pause. Um, I think it's good to recognize burnout, not just in yourself, but in others, and do your best to give that good, wise counsel where it's needed. But ultimately, if you're looking at someone else who is fulfilling one of the archetypes that we talked about today it's up to them to break the cycle um so i think we can just be there and support them as best we can and when someone burns out give them space but be that persistent little knock at the door going hey i haven't seen you in a while let's remedy that
0: very nice. Awesome. Thank you, Jason. Uh, Let's see. So basically, it was alluded to earlier. I'm a, a huge fan of slow iterations, right? Just small increments of value instead of trying to get everything done all at once. And so, you know, if you break your Masonic journey down in the smaller pieces and just be slow and steady. That's going to win the race, right? That's, uh, that's one way to prevent burnout and that's worked kind of successfully for me. right? I only did one independent body at a time, as far as being an officer. Um, you know, again, focus your energy, right? That's the most important thing because, and that can, doesn't have to be in Masonry. That's just, that could be, Hey, this year I'm going to have a kid. So I'm going to focus my energy over here. Right. And then after the kid kind of, you know, can start being a pseudo independent. Now I can, I can focus my energy back. So that's really what it's all about. Um, is balance. It's focus and saying yes, but mean it. So thank you for that, Robert. And thank you all very much for watching and keep searching for more light. Have a good night.
3: Wow.